how to survive the hardest months of the year. Right now it is October and we're slowly starting to see the days get a little shorter and the evenings are getting darker and darker and soon we are going to be in the middle of what I would call the hardest season. And while we all love the holidays and we're all excited for the holidays, I hope, it can be really tricky to make it through to the sunny spring afterwards, especially for people who work from home, work for themselves, and are trying to support your family through all of that. So here we are with season two, episode four of the Indie Parent Podcast, which you can catch every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern with a brand new episode. And we're going to talk all about how to survive those hard, hard months. My name is Desiree Fawn, and I'm here with my co-host, Amy Belgart. Hello, Amy. Hi, Desiree. How are you today? I'm good. You know, it feels like fall here now, officially, and this weekend... This weekend is the time change, which really is a big deal for a lot of people. It's going to get dark very early in the evening. Here, it gets dark around 5.30 once we change our clocks back. And yeah. it really does take an adjustment. I love the holiday season, but we're going to be discussing why this time of year is also difficult for us as in general and our lives as, as a parent and also with our businesses. Absolutely. So with the time change, which I had totally forgotten was coming, <laughs> that's apparently not It always on sneaks up on us, right? And this is what, fall back, so. Yes, we get an extra hour, which yes. is great. You know, you get that extra hour and you feel like you're really well rested, but then you get like no sunlight, it feels like. So that's, that's the trade-off. <laughs> It's already been quite dark here. Like every couple days we've had a nice sunny day and it's awesome because, I mean, fall's my favorite season. Everything is very orange and yellow and beautiful, but then you get those rainy, dreary days Mm -hmm. over and over and you just feel like you don't want to do anything. You don't feel like, you don't feel motivated to get out there and get doing anything. You just kind of want to sit and, we have a fireplace at our new house. I just kind of want to sit in front of it and veg out. Be cozy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's one of the things we're going to be talking about. I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead, get started, and uh, talk about seasonal affective disorder, which is also the acronym is SAD. And a lot of us suffer from it. Uh, It also can be called the winter funk, although it can be more serious than that, in that you can go into a depression with all the dark, sunless days that are just back to back. And then you're in the house a lot more when it's cold out. Unless you live in like San Diego where not much really changes. It gets just a little a little bit cooler and you still have sun. But for most of us that have true seasons throughout the year, um, it, this could be a really hard time of the year. I actually have the definition of seasonal affective disorder if you want to hear it. In, if, in case this is the first time you've ever heard it, the, the Mayo Clinic calls it a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. So it could be for some, it's coming out of winter could be, you could be affected that, that way. But if I think for most of people who suffer from, from SAD, it's during the winter months. Mm-hmm. That is relating to it's the light, right? Yes. So it depends on where you are in the world, which season is, uh, you know, you have your diminished amount of light, but it's that vitamin D and the fact that we don't get outside as much, especially in, you know, not to be totally cliched about living in Canada, but you don't, <laughs> you don't tend to get outside quite as much here unless you're really into skiing and snowboarding and all of those mm-hmm. things that I am not coordinated enough to do. But even getting outside to 
go for a walk can be a little bit trying when the temperatures get lower and lower and lower. So you need to prepare yourself for things like that. Um, so I think Amy and I are going to sort of share how yes. we have felt the differences of the seasons and sort of how that has affected us. And then we'll go into sort of little ways that we've coped. And then we're going to branch out into other ways that you can look at getting through the season. So Amy and I are going to go into sort of how we have felt this, we'll call it the winter funk. Neither of us are clinically diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder. So I don't want to say that that's what we're not trying to treat anything because I know some people have an actual diagnosis for that. Some people are just feeling the effects. It's different for everyone. So keep that in mind. We're not doctors. We're not offering, you know, medical advice here, but we're trying to talk about how we have uh, experienced that sort of winter funk and what we've done to uh, get through it. So Amy, do you want to get started? Yeah, I think for me, it's it's a weird time of year here in Oklahoma. It's, you know, of course, it gets very cold. We do get some winter storms and ice storms that really trap us in the house for several days. But it's, it, like Desiree said earlier, it's the lack of light. It's just always overcast and gray. And even if something isn't falling from the sky, it's still gray outside. And it gets dark very early in the evening. And so it makes me personally feel tired. I don't necessarily get, I, I, it's probably part of the funk being feeling tired all the time, but I just feel this lack of motivation. And then it's also a distracting time of year for me because of the holidays that are back to back. That's fun. I, I love all that. Um, as far as business goes, it's sometimes hard to juggle wanting to do these special things with my family and family that's visiting from out of town and then juggling my business. Um, but then once the holidays are over, it's still winter. And that's where I think I go the lowest because work is slow and it's dark and the holidays are over. So there's no distraction of that. And then I'm just, does I really don't feel motivated to do anything. So that's kind of how, that's kind of my process of, of this time of year. Mm-hmm. I find that it, it's a lot of it is just the light. And it's yeah. so crazy to think about how much that affects us because I know that I have this feeling that like I haven't totally woken up all day. Yes. I haven't I yes. haven't completely woken up because you don't get that nice jolt of sunshine. And in where we're living now, we actually have a lot more windows and skylights and things. So I'm hoping that's going to help this winter because there's more light that will be coming in even on days when it's not super sunny. But yeah, it's being able to continue having the motivation that you would have all summer and fall even when you're feeling exhausted for no reason right I think a lot of us try to combat that exhaustion with more coffee which <laughs> right. just leaves us jittery and bummed out right. and that's not a great combination it doesn't either. really make you feel good when you have too much coffee it actually no. makes you feel worse than you started you get that terrible stomach bleh feeling. Just, uh, you just feel you yuck. Feel, yeah. It actually makes me feel a little bit nauseous if I've consumed too much. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go through some ideas. You know, a lot of this is physical. You physically don't feel good and for a lot of reasons. So we're going to um, go through some ideas that we think can help in addition to maybe a little extra coffee, but not too much yeah. to kind of keep your spirits <laughs> up high. Um, the first thing is light therapy. And I will admit, I have never tried it. I've I've never bought a, a special lamp, but I know that it works great for a lot of people. Have you ever tried it, Desiree? I, 
I haven't, I but haven't. one of my closest friends swears by it, and she has a little portable one that she brings with her. Oh, that's so even great. when she's traveling, she can have it. Um, the blog S was tweeting about it mm. a little oh, wow. while ago because she loves hers. And I just, I think it's such a wonderful idea because it's going right back down to that source. It's the light. You right. The light. And these, if you've never heard of light therapy before, it's a special kind of bulb that's mimicking the sun, basically. So you're able to get what you need from that. And, you know, they say to sit under it or sit by it for even like 30 minutes a day and it makes a big difference. So go off and Google that and see if that might be something that works for you. I've, I've always meant to get one and haven't committed yet, but maybe this will be the year. We'll see. I think that we should, it when in our show notes, we'll include like some Amazon links, light therapy lamps that maybe Perfect. you can check out. Another thing that I found has really helped and it might sound kind of cheesy, but I love them is essential oils. And I've been using essential oils since I was in high school and I love them. And whether you think that they work or think that they're for hippies or <laughs> whatever you want to say about essential oils, I freaking love them. And I had found a few different combinations that I was using last year that totally helped me get out of that sort of morning funk. And I would, I have a diffuser that I would put the oils into in the morning. And it's like, I never hit that sort of rock bottom feeling all last winter mm. when I had them running. Like I could feel the difference that it was making. And I mean, that's for everyone to decide for themselves whether that's for you or not. But I am obsessed with my oils and I use them all the time. Yeah, I think that people dismiss uh, aromas and scents mm -hmm. as affecting their moods. It really does. Just the smell of lemon can like perk me up immediately. Exactly. And um, if you have that running in a diffuser and even if you're not even really noticing it, like it's more of a subliminal thing, mm -hmm. you know what? It's not why not you know it, if it's going to help keep your energy level up during these tough months it's something to definitely consider totally another one is exercise and now don't everyone groan at me i'm not sending <laughs> you to the gym but it's true i mean my it partner is. and i were talking last night about how you know we'll have a few really busy work days and it's like i've been sitting all day Mm -hmm. days and days and days and you're like I just need to get up and go for a walk and in the winter you you know get active with your family even if it's you go outside for a snowball fight or you go and build a snowman or you go skating or just a walk or you know go for a walk around the block during the holidays to look at the lights something really really simple still helps a, you know a 10 to 15 minute walk around the block totally can make a difference in how you're feeling when you've been, you know, spending so much time sort of cozied up on the couch right. under the blankets with your hot cocoa and you know, hiding for, from the weather. For me, I I will admit I'm not huge with exercise either. I know I could do a lot better. Walking isn't a big deal for me. But if it is too cold or if it's snowy or you can't go outside or you don't have the motivation to go outside, take on a project that's inside the house that allows you to move. Mm -hmm. So for, for me... That's either picking up the house of clutter, cleaning the house, or cleaning out a, a closet that you've been meaning to get to. You're going to be mm -hmm. moving around, getting your blood flowing, and then you've actually produced something that that's yeah. going to help. <laughs> so I I like to exercise in those sort of ways that's like productive, like I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone because that's yeah. the way my mind works. So if that's what works best for you, do it. That's great. Even just get, getting up and, and cooking can be some exercise, like getting up, walking around and um, making, uh, maybe you're prepping for dinner that night or something. Yeah. Just to get up and move around just, I think, is uh, good for the soul. 
this week I was thinking maybe this is the week I'll finally grab the gym membership at the YMCA. Ooh. And all I could think was, man, I could listen to so many audiobooks on that's the true. elliptical. <laughs> See, that's killing two birds with one stone. That's the way I work too. That way you I can listen. I'm so bad at doing one thing at a time. <laughs> I can too. Is that I a sickness? Too. Is there a name I, for that? I don't know. I think it's this the, the curse of an entrepreneur, honestly. Um, but yeah, the exercise is, is a huge thing. Okay, next uh, thing that we suggest is the kinds of foods that you're putting in your body. And yes. even though it's cold outside, water, water, water all year long, it will make sure that you're staying hydrated because lack of water can make you feel lethargic. Or gives you a headache. You're just yes. miserable. Your skin is worse. Your sleep is worse. Everything is mm-hmm. bad. And I am the worst person in the I world too. for remembering to drink my water. I am too. Maybe we should make some kind of homework that we're all going to buy a, a water bottle and or, or use one we already have and just always make sure it's full and that we're drinking yeah. out of it. <laughs> I don't know. We need, like, accountability. We need accountability big time. That. It's such a simple thing to keep accountability of, but yeah. it's it's so important. All right, from now on, I'm going to harass you about your water intake. I'm going to harass you, too. Do you hydrate today? <laughs> uh, no. Me neither. I, I'll do it right coffee. now. <laughs> and if you're not big on water... <laughs> I, I know a lot of people are like, I don't really like to drink water. Like, I don't enjoy it. Um, a little go, lemon herbal tea. Yes, you could put like lemon that. in there. And if you do use essential oils, you could put a drop of lemon oil or lime oil or great any kind of citrus oil in there to uh, spice it up a little bit. But, you know, spice it up if you need to. Put fruit in it or whatever. You need a little bit of sweet, put some natural sweet in there. It's not going to hurt anything. If anything, it adds a little extra vitamin C to your to your water. So... Anything that's getting you to drink more water. Anything. It's better than no water at all. Um, And then, uh, you know, more vegetables and fruits. um, You know, that's a no-brainer. Really try to be mindful. depending where you are because of seasonal stuff. But try to eat, you know, the seasonal veggies that are available Mm -hmm. to you. And try to skip out on, you know, the canned stuff, the salty stuff, etc. I mean, it's the holidays. We're all going to indulge. I've always thought it's, it's kind of nuts to think that, you know, you're going to lose weight or tone up or whatever over the holidays. It's <laughs> yeah. like, just try to stay like maybe how you are doing now, and it, but you know, include more healthy options. Yeah. And you can, you know, include those veggies and fruits in your holiday type foods or your winter type foods. Like, for example, you might not want to eat a salad in the winter because that doesn't sound appealing, but you could make a nice, nice butternut squash soup or a pumpkin soup or something where you can um, integrate those those veggies and fruits in into what's appropriate for that type time of year. Yeah, like a way it still seems like a like a comfort food. Right, exactly. I'm all about the soup because there are Mm -hmm. so many vegetables and like a a beef stew and things like that. Vegetable stew that you could put in one meal and it's so comforting and nice this time of year and keeps you warm. Absolutely, Rich is all about the soup. Oh, I love soup soup. all the time. That's I could eat soup or stew every (laughs) single day. I would be completely content. I love it, and I feel like. It's a healthier way to eat because you're seems to be eating like less carbs and processed foods when yeah. you're eating those sorts of foods. So um, I plan on making a lot of slow cooker meals this uh, winter. Nice. So easy. Okay, next is, you know, if you feel like you're in a funk, you've tried all these things and you can't seem to get out of it, don't uh, discredit seeing professional help. Mm-hmm. I personally go to a therapist all year long. And it's incredibly helpful for my my soul and my mental health. You know, don't don't discredit that. It really just talking to somebody, a third party that's not attached to your 
to your family, and it's not a, even a, a friend, a close friend, someone that's completely detached, is is so therapeutic. It really is. So that's definitely one to consider, or um, a uh, like acupuncture, which I've never tried before. Have you? Desiree? I don't. <laughs> I hate how acupuncture feels, but I love how it feels when I'm done. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's good to know. And a lot of people don't mind it, but I, I, I don't like how the needles feel at yeah. all. Yeah. But as soon as I walk out of the place, I'm like, that was mm. awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's great. Or like yoga or yeah. meditation, um, you know, if, if, if that's your thing and that's, that's what soothes you. All those things really do help. You just got to take the time to do it. I know we're so bad about doing that as parents and business people. Just, just stop and take think about our mental health, our our wellness. Is why is that so difficult? It's so difficult. But this time of year, it's very important to stop and do so. And I think it's a parent thing too. We're it so is. focused on kid stuff that mm-hmm. we don't tend to do the same for ourselves. It's like you know when your kid has six hundred pairs of shoes and you have like. Exactly. (laughs) Because you end up getting things for them and not yourself. Right. But you have to, we talked about this in a whole other episode, about how you have to, you know, that self-care, it has to happen or you can't care for anyone and everything suffers. I know. And we've heard it so many times, you know, like Oprah has said it and all these talk shows have said it and books have said it, but we're still not very good at actually doing it. We're not. Yep. (laughs) And so... um, we're always going to keep reminding you of, of doing that and reminding ourselves to stop mm-hmm. and do that. We have some other tips that are great and um, that are less like physical things you could do, but more like mental health. Yeah, totally. Um, keeping a journal of good things. Um, Desiree, I'm assuming that you do this because this was one of your notes. So I do. I try to. I'm not <laughs> as fantastic about it, but I try to sort of, you know, like jot down the things that are going really well. Yeah. And it's totally cheesy, but, yeah. you know, write down when you have like a big win in your business, write it down. When you have a big win in your relationship or your with your kids, write it down. Write down all these cool, awesome things that are happening because it's so easy to, you know, when the one crappy thing happens, you're like, well, that's the end of the world. Yeah. Especially when you're already feeling bummed out. But if you can look back and be like, you know what? I have all this proof that life doesn't suck. Right. <laughs> and I will get back here. So no matter how bummed out you're feeling, you can still go back and see those moments. And I'm not saying that's going to swing you right out of it and suddenly you'll be like, oh, perfect, carry on. But it helps. It helps. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't keep a journal of all the terrible things that happened because who would want to look at that? Why, why would you want to remind yourself? But we're so quick to forget all the good when the bad happens. It's like, you know, if you have yes. a blog and you have one million comments of people who think that you're awesome and then... You're like, yay, I'm awesome. And you get one comment from someone who's like, you're a jerk. And you're like, well, life's over. <laughs> well, I've got to just hang one up my hat and quit doing done. this. I know. Yeah. It really is amazing how, how much power that has. You know, know, for me, I don't have a journal to keep of those things. But I have like, I, I like bulletin boards for that sort of thing. So like, I'll pen up something inspirational or pen up like if if I were to earn something cool or um something that I wanted to remember and maybe that's just a drawing that my kids uh, made for me or I you know with with my young living business I've made certain statuses and things I had that hanging up to remind myself when it's slow and crappy that oh yeah remember you're really good at this and um so so for me I have you know a bulletin board a huge bulletin board in my office where I have multiple things pinned to it 
And a lot of it is stuff that just keeps me inspired and happy so that I can just look up at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really good at this. And my family really loves me. And I've done a lot of cool things. It's really hard, I think, in a business where if it's just you, you don't have anyone coming down and being like, great, great job, Amy. Mm -hmm. You're just like, ah, I'm going to keep moving forward and hopefully I'm not screwing anything up. You know, you don't have that direct feedback except from clients or customers or whoever you're helping. So it's harder to get that feedback to know that you're on track all the time. Exactly. You kind of have to motivate yourself. And of course, if you have a team, you know, always be there for them and try to tell them when they're doing things right. And, you know, I know sometimes it's, you're working so hard, it's hard to do that. But when you are the owner of your own business and you're mostly by yourself, you just have to kind of create that motivation yourself. And that sounds strange and weird, but you are your biggest fan. (laughs) Yeah, you need those moments. And I mean, celebrate all of the little things. I mean, all, you know, if we have a really, if you listen to our Facebook episode a few weeks ago, um, you know, if I have something that we've shared on the page that's done really, really well. I send a screenshot to Amy and I'm like, mm-hmm. look how well this did. Mm-hmm. High five. Exactly. You know, just little things that keep you going and keep you sort of knowing that you're kind of awesome because I think you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing is to do something for someone else. Uh, yes. This is a great way to get out of a funk. And, and like we said before, if, even if it's not your team or if it is your team, tell someone when you see them doing something cool or something Hmm. um, awesome or that they just did the right thing. It's just a good, it's good karma all around. Makes you feel awesome for, for taking the time to say it. And then the person receiving it probably wasn't expecting you to say it. Yeah. And maybe they were in a funk and they needed Mm -hmm. it. Exactly. Now you're going to feel good too. Most of the time when I, when you, you'll find most time when you are telling someone, Hey, I saw what you said, or I saw what you did, or I saw your work and it was amazing. They're like, Oh, I needed to hear that. How many times do you hear them say that? Yeah, everyone's totally. having totally. you know struggles, and and uh, we're all working so hard that it's it's great to motivate each other, pat each other on the back. Absolutely. Um, another thing that kind of relates to that is spending time with people. And I mean, I'm an introvert. I'm a total homebody, and it's hard for me to always keep plans with other people. But I know that I feel good when I do. Mm-hmm. But it's you know maybe you have someone. Who, you know, Amy, you could move to Canada and then we could have coffee dates. <laughs> sure, it'd be so easy to do. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, just planning a little, you know, weekly or bi-weekly, just coffee and chat and catch up and, you know, just to have someone who you're consistently able to talk to so that you don't realize, you know, I've done this in the winter. You're like, haven't actually seen any of my friends in a month because right. we're all busy and haven't made it a priority. It's like... You have to remember that there, you know, there are other people who would like to see you and who you'd probably like to see. And that helps. It just puts your, you know, Lauren's the last time you went out for a coffee date or like, you know, breakfast with a friend. And then you come home and you're feeling a lot better and you're excited about your work again. It's, Mm -hmm. we get stuck in this. I think it's an entrepreneur thing where you get stuck in this snowball of got to keep working, got to keep working, keep, keep, keep. And then you're like, holy crap, I, I haven't like been a human (laughs) in about a week. Yeah, I, I, think, better, I, think, I better talk to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think that we have this tunnel vision and this goal. Yes. And we're just like in this tunnel by ourselves running really fast. And don't really stop to take those like concession breaks that you're supposed to take in life. Wow. And even if, you're, if your friend has nothing to do with your business, and you don't even talk about business, it's just good therapy to just 
be with people and then you come back refreshed and it's good to have something completely separate from work. You don't need to be talking about work all the time to every person you meet. Talk about your kids or talk about just life in general. Ask your friends what they're doing and get into, you know, maybe there's a way you can help them or they need to um, vent with you or whatever it is. It's just, it's just always makes me feel better when I stop to do it. I'm like, oh, why don't I do that more often? Every single time I do it, I'm questioning why I don't do that more often. Totally. And like bonus points, if you go for a walk with this person there, then you've, uh, yes, you've done two things. (laughs) You've done two of those things, (laughs) which we love. Um, another thing that I was thinking about with the holidays coming up this time of year is planning your work and any deadlines you have around the holidays so that you're not distracted the entire time you're with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, this, and, you know, so for some of us, you know, we're about to get into this. This might be a slow time of year, and so that might not be an issue. But if this is like a busy time of year for you, then it's good to separate your work from those holidays because there will be a lot of days where you have family in town, or there will be multiple. If you're married and have kids, like most of us do, or we have partners that where we're visiting their families in addition to our families, and there's a lot of driving around you may be traveling to to visit family this is the time of year where our personal lives will be kind of trumping work so and and rightly so it should be that way but i think that you know we're used to working when we when we want to work and we can't really do that and we don't want to be stressed we want to be able to enjoy this time of year that's the whole point of it Exactly. So I, I say, you know, try to try to make a schedule and and work ahead so that everything's taken care of and you don't need to worry. You don't need to check in an email every five seconds when you're with your family during Thanksgiving dinner or um, Christmas Day or what or what have you. And if you start planning now, I mean, it's mm-hmm. October, so it's you're sort of before the rush. Yes. Then you're going to feel a lot better if you know that you have deadlines that are coming up. Plan to get them all done before because you're going to thank yourself for working harder before, so that you can work less during the sort of mm-hmm. holiday madness. <laughs> totally agree. Oh, okay. So the next part that I want to discuss is if this time of year is a slow time for you. Now, personally. Uh, with my line of work, I'm busy up until like Christmas time. So the holidays are actually a really busy time for work. But then after the holidays, when we start getting to quarter one, it really slows down for me. Mm-hmm. Like that's my really slow time of year. And I think in most cases, that is the slow time. Yeah, it, it probably is. tapped out after Christmas and depending on your business, people aren't spending as much mm-hmm. um, unless you're in sort of like the self-help and fitness business, <laughs> exactly. in which case January <laughs> is going to be really busy for you because everyone wants to be more yes. awesome. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, you know, quarter one businesses are figuring out their budgets for the year. They're mm-hmm. deciding if they want to still keep certain vendors or clients and all of that, a lot can change in that quarter one. And it mostly results in a very slow workload for us who are freelancers so you know what does that do to you mentally for me it's always every year I when I know when that's when quarter one's coming even though I have experienced it so many times I think I start getting really down about maybe I'm not doing the right thing because it's so slow I'm not getting any work like maybe this is the time that I need to let it go I have all those thoughts going through my head and then of course March 
April comes around and everything's fine and busy again. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that. Um, it's and, and so we're going to talk about some ways to, if it is slow for you, how to use that time wisely. Because maybe mm-hmm. it's good to have a few months that are slower than others because maybe you have this big project that you've been holding off on or a new business that you want to explore that you haven't had time to do. Um, I know for Desiree and I last year when it was slow, we that's when we started doing, you know, Young Living Essential Oils and we had the time to start it and launch it and created a really great base for it. So sure. so maybe you've been kind of tossing around an idea, haven't had time to work on it. This is a great time to do that because you're you're slow anyway. And you may not have the time, the rest of the time of the year to to really invest in it. And it also is a great distraction from the fact that you are slow. Well, and it's a motivator <laughs> too, because if money is slow, then you're going to yes. be more ma- motivated to work on something that might make you some more money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a great, you know, I believe in diversifying businesses anyway, not putting all of my yeah. time and efforts into just one business. Yep. And this is that time of year is a great time for me to get something else launched or or even if it's a big project that does have to do with my business. It's a great time of year to, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, like promote it in a different way or, or maybe like work way ahead or create new ideas for how you can market your business. It's just a great time to stop and and, and work on those things. Yeah, I was going to say that too. You can start to work ahead so that when it does get busier, you're mm-hmm. you're already ahead of yourself and it doesn't feel as overwhelming when spring hits and everything's, you know, peachy again and you're swamped. Mm-hmm. So use that time to work ahead if that's something you can do in your business. Another thing I was thinking is promoting your business in ways that don't cost any more money. Right. So whether that's ramping up your social media efforts or if you have a way to offer clients or customers a referral or like an affiliate bonus, Mm -hmm. then get them to share your products. Other ways, um, just, you know, if you have a retail store, you know, find a way to do a promotion that's not going to cost you a ton of money. It doesn't need to be radio ads or TV commercials or anything extreme, you know, like go the sort of uh, bootstrap approach and find other ways, be creative Use Pinterest. It has all the ideas. (laughs) And just, yeah, ways to get word out about your biz without going into, you know, advertising debt, I suppose. Because even though it's quarter one and perhaps if that's your fiscal year two, you have money to be advertising again. But, you know, if you're feeling swamped, you're going to feel the pressure around spending that money on advertising. Yeah. I was also thinking another way to work on marketing without spending any money is if you do have like an email list and you haven't really done mm-hmm. anything with it yet, this is a great time to set up a newsletter, maybe a newsletter drip, something that would be automated throughout the year, or just just uh, setting up something that you just haven't had time to do. Cause, or maybe it's an online class that mm-hmm. you've been wanting to put together for your customers or your team. Or take a class. Use the time to better yes, yourself exactly. and learn new skills. Yeah, maybe that's the time that you can go to conferences or just doing some online classes, or just learning more about your skill, because it's always changing. So at the beginning of the year is a great time to, you know, dive in and see what are the new trends, what are the new social marketing 
platforms and, and, and that sort of thing. So I say, you know, don't use that time to sit around, be depressed, waiting for the phone to ring. Use that time to elevate what you're already doing or to explore something completely new. Brilliant ideas. Brilliant. Another way that you can sort of stay motivated after the holiday season, I mean, during the holidays, you're going to probably have a, you know, a Christmas event or whatever you're going to do, a New Year's Eve something, whether you have a physical business or an online business, maybe you're having, you know, an event like a party in your store, something like that. But there's no reason you can't plan something for January through March, let's say, where, you know, you can do like a customer appreciation type thing a meet and greet with different clients, plan just something fun, have a little cocktail party at your business, or if you're an online business, find a way to, you know, reach out to your clients, provide some sort of, you know, online training even that brings people together, something like like a webinar, plan something that sort of brings people together and gets them motivated as well. And, you know, just show your clients that you're around, you're ready to help them, all of those things. Just find ways to, I, yeah, I would just say it's like you're lightening the mood because everyone's kind of bummed out that time of year and you can find ways to just enjoy it and have fun and, you know, not, I guess, be a sloth and not have any momentum during that time because people will forget about you. You have to be present, right. especially if you're an online business because there's so much around you. Um, I think it's different from brick and mortar to online in the way that you would connect with your customers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It also might be a good time to, if you are selling a product or a service to really offer a deep discount just to get sales still going and get people excited about whatever it is that you're offering. This might be a really good time to have this, like, this is the only time of year that we're going to offer this 50% off, whatever, Mm-hmm. And um, or bundle it with something else, right. or collaborate with someone in your field and offer a bundle of something. Or you yeah. know, I mean, there's a reason why Disney World offers free dining certain times of the year. It's because they're really slow those times of year, or slower. I say really slow, and I mean slower than normal. They're always busy. <laughs> um, it's the same difference, you know, with with our businesses on the slow months is really when we can offer some sweet incentives. Or some sweet offers so that it's not completely dead. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our homework for this week. We, as you know, we have a website called theindieparent.com. And we always have show notes right after our podcast. And we want you to look over all the show notes so you can remember everything that we discussed. And we want you to pull out at least three of the tips that we share that you would like to implement this winter season. And then let us know in the comments in those show notes. And if you have more than three, awesome. That would be that would be fabulous. But we want you to try at least three. And let us know. We're so glad that you joined us tonight for this show. We hope that you'll join us every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can tweet us using hashtag IndieParent with whatever questions, comments, photos, whatever. We love to see that. We would also like you to visit theindieparent.com where we have show notes from all of our shows, including season one. And you can comment there and get more information. We'd also love for you to check out our Facebook group, which you can also get the link to from our website. And we hope that you'll join us next week. Thanks so much. Take care.